0: Welcome to another episode of Out the Rabbit Hole here on KUCI, 88.9 FM in Irvine, also on the web at KUCI.org. This is our January 19th, 2010 edition of the show, 4.06 p.m. on the clock here in Irvine, California. And uh, yes, I am Robert Larson, and I hope you all found us at this new time slot. Those listening for the first time, hope you enjoy. Uh, this is the show where we expose toxic contrived realities and explore enchanted ones. And be, uh, before we get into it, I uh, want to quickly remind you that the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the KUCI staff or management or the UC Board of Regents. And if you want to give me some feedback on the show, I always appreciate that. You can email me at rglarson at kuci.org. You can also catch me on Facebook. That's Facebook dot com slash RG Larson so I have a uh, usually we do live interviews on the show but I have an interview that I recorded last week because the guest could not be here so let's just get right to that if you're not mad as hell at what the banksters have been doing to us over the last year and a half you're either not paying attention or you're one of them First, we were threatened with worldwide financial Armageddon if we, the taxpayers, didn't bail them out to the tune of hundreds of billions of dollars for their reckless behavior. Then, once they got stabilized, some of these very same financial institutions decided to show their gratitude to the taxpayers who happened to hold credit card debt with them by raising their interest rates to obscene levels. Some of these rate hikes were taking place right while legislation was being crafted to outlaw such usurious behavior. But people are starting to fight back. Our special guest today is one whose fight has inspired thousands and whose name has become synonymous with the term debtor's revolt. I'm speaking of Ann Minch. Anne, welcome to the show. Hi, Robert. Yeah, it's great to have you. Uh, tell us what happened to you and what you did about it.
1: Well, um, I've been a Bank of America customer since 1995, and uh, I've had a few credit cards with them. One of them was paid off a couple of years ago. The other one was carrying a balance of about $5,800, you know, and I continued making my payments every month. Um Haven't had really any financial problems, even though I was laid off for a couple of months. My husband was still working, and, uh, you know, we were able to pay our bills. It was no problem. Um, Then I finally, I got this notice, um, I believe it was the July statement, that um, informed me that my APR was going to 29.9%.
0: Oh, my God.
1: So I was pretty upset about that. wasn't sure what I should do about it. Um talked to some people, I did a little research online, um, a lot of the personal finance gurus were saying, well, you just call the company and you negotiate a lower rate. So I called Bank of America and I explained that I wasn't very happy with the interest rate hike, um, asked them, you know, what, why this happened, why were they slamming me with this ridiculous rate because uh, I hadn't missed any payments, and the customer service rep told me, you know, he looked at my history and said, well, you've been a good customer. You're not getting your rate hiked because of anything you did wrong. It's just simply our new policy. So, uh, <laughs> And he proceeded to tell me that there was no way that they could lower my rate from that, that there was nothing they could do. It was just a new policy. The only way that they would even consider... Lowering that rate would be as if I were working with a credit counseling service. And, of course, they wanted to refer me to some affiliate credit counseling program that they recognize. You know, I guess it's the one and only one that they deal with, that he said. And I told them, well, you know, I don't really need credit counseling because I'm not having a problem with my budget, mm-hmm. as evidenced by the fact that I've continued to pay my bills. Um But there was no budging, so I got nowhere with that. So the more I thought about it, the madder I got. And uh, I had um, been a member of YouTube for a while, had put out a couple of other videos, and talked to some of my YouTube friends, and they said, well, why don't you do a video about, you know, what these banks are doing, because it's criminal. I said, you know, you're right, I think I will. So I decided that, you know, I was good and angry and decided that, you know, somebody was going to have to take a stand, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so to speak. Somebody has to be the first one on the dance floor. (laughs) If if you ever go to a party and you know that everybody's kind of standing around looking at each other, saying, well, we want to dance, you know, it looks fun, but I don't want to be the first one out on the dance floor. Everybody's kind of afraid, you know, but as soon as (laughs) somebody gets out there, Then the others will kind of, you know, start following along. So I thought, well, I'll just be the first one on the dance floor.
0: Yeah, and we're all always grateful for that person. Even if, you know, that person risks uh, looking a little goofy and going out there by him or herself, then everybody has a great time once this person uh, breaks the ice. So 29% was what they wanted to raise your your rate to. Right. What was it at before that?
1: Uh, My original rate was... 12.99%. 12.99%. Wow, so... And then they had actually snuck it up to, I think it was about 17 or 18% earlier this year, which I hadn't even noticed um, and didn't get a letter about that. So, you know, and I didn't even discover that until I after I had released the Debtors Revolt video and really started combing through all of my monthly statements. Mm-hmm. So... Um, You know, so this had been going on for some time.
0: Yeah, you you have to really watch it like a hawk with these uh, sneaky devils. So, (laughs) anyway, so you, you had a YouTube account, you had done a couple of things, and you were like, you know, this is really wrong. This is criminal. Somebody's got to do something about this. So I am going to make a video that is going to address what these, I I like to call them banksters, what these banksters are doing. And and so then tell us about the video you made.
1: Well, bankster is a perfect term for them. And I use that one myself. Um, You know, I decided that, you know, screw them. I'm not going to pay this if they're going to treat me that way. And what are they going to do? Um, you know, at the time I made the video, I had been called back to work with the understanding that I would only be back temporarily. So I figured, you know, they're, they can't garnish wages if I don't have them. Um, I don't own any real assets. I don't own real estate or anything like that. So what are they going to do? It's unsecured debt. If I just tell them that as a matter of protest, I will not pay the bill unless they... Put my rate back to where it was
0: and so. yeah, so so you made this, and uh, they uh how long did it take for them to to catch notice of what you were doing and, and respond?
1: well, it actually looked, took quite a while because the video took off practically overnight. Um, it was like the very next day I started getting phone calls, the views were were um, just going crazy, and um About a day or two later, I emailed Bank of America customer service and told them about the video, how many views it had already gotten, sent them a link to my YouTube channel. No response. So a couple of days later, I sent another email. No response. Um, So that next Saturday, I went down to my local Bank of America branch and um, I had printed out the YouTube pages showing my video and the number of views it had, showing um, some of the press it had gotten on the online news, just to kind of let them maybe sort of be the heroes if these Bank of America employees at my local branch were to get corporate on the phone and say, hey, we got a problem here. I think we need to nip this in the bud. I thought, well, I'll give my local reps a chance to kind of make themselves look good to corporate, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then maybe get this problem solved. Well, the the manager at our local Bank of America branch here wouldn't even discuss it with me. She just said, we're just going to let corporate handle it. Mm -hmm. So got nowhere with that. Um, So then I sent Ken Lewis a registered letter to his corporate office i got no response from that and it wasn't until um, almost two weeks after the video had been out and by this time i, I had been in the huffington post um, carl Dinninger's blog which is huge um, radio station in uh, the bay area i had then been on fox and friends uh, so, that you know, the media was just exploding with it. So I finally get a call almost two weeks later from Jeff Crawford, who is the um, senior vice president of existing credit card accounts. So he called me to negotiate a deal. What was kind of interesting about my conversation with him was, and, and he was very polite and respectful, you know, um, but he didn't really want to discuss the video
0: hmm
1: at all but even though he didn't really want to discuss it i went ahead and kind of gave him an earful anyway about why i did it and why people are so angry because i think these guys really are just so arrogant out of touch
0: right with reality
1: you know i think they live in a bubble world where you know they're just they have this sense of entitlement and well but be- he didn 't really want to go into that too much, but he just really wanted to negotiate my rate. He asked me some questions about my financial situation and um, then tried to get me to agree to sixteen point nine nine percent which is still four points above the rate that you know that I had originally had
0: yeah, you had originally signed on <laughs> with that so
1: he you know after all of this happened. And the media press and everything, and, you know, the, the gall, the arrogance, the nerve of him trying to get me to agree to 16.99%, and I just flat out told him no.
0: Yeah, so now let's, uh, for those who haven't seen your your video, the, your original one you made there, w- tell us, you know, some of the things that you said on there t- so they can get an idea.
1: Well, um, I just basically told... My story about my particular situation with the credit card and my rate getting jacked up, um, I basically said that you know our country was founded on principles of honesty and integrity and you know um, free markets and and um, you know principles
0: mm-hmm. and that
1: if our founding fathers were willing to sacrifice their lives for us to have a different society, a new country, then I could certainly be willing to sacrifice my FICO score to make a stand on principle.
0: Right, to, uh, for integrity and justice and uh, just basic, basic and decency and fairness.
1: To refuse to lay down and accept tyranny. Mm-hmm. Financial tyranny is what is what it is financial terrorism is what it is
0: oh, I completely agree and so so then you you, you got you finally got into the meeting with this uh vice president was that his title he said
1: senior um, vice president of existing credit card accounts
0: okay and so then he you know you had sort of made you know laid down the gauntlet and just said i'm not paying until you know we put my rate down to what it was what i signed on for and then he's treating you like this is a negotiation well you
1: know 16.9 in the video i had declared a debtor's revolt and encouraged other people to follow suit do what i was doing and just simply refused to pay them Unless they got a fair shake. Now, it's important, you know, I want to stress that I wasn't telling people to just walk away from their responsibilities. I was telling people to stop paying as a matter of protest until they get a fair shake, you know, and then step up to your responsibility and pay the money back. Mm -hmm. You know, my intention was never to get out of the debt.
0: Right, right, and and that's what is so appealing about what you put out there. It really appealed to me, and obviously, so many other people, is that it's about basic fairness, basic responsibility. It's about people saying, "Yes, I agree. I took on this debt. I borrowed this money. I agreed to pay a a decent rate of return. You know, you're going to make a decent amount of interest on me, but not this." this thing that just going to keep climbing and climbing until it reaches a, a tipping point where it'll never be able to be paid off and you know then it's like we're we're uh, d- perpetual debtors uh yeah, it, you exactly. know it's like it goes back to the old days where mm-hmm. you know we have debtor's prisons and these kinds of things so so th- that's what right. you're laying it down this is what we need to do we're not saying we didn't borrow the money we don't owe this money we, that we very much agree that we did we want to be responsible but you need to be responsible at the other end yeah right. so, so this is what is so appealing about this and so you, you, you do get the meeting and uh, so now he wants to have some negotiation <laughs> with you yeah, and he's yeah. like oh well you know 16.9 that that's nice that's not the 29 uh, right so and n- I
1: yeah and I told him that you know mr. Crawford considering that Bank of America is getting money from the Fed at probably free but at the most, 0.25 percent mm-hmm. interest and 12.99 percent interest on my credit card is a more than generous profit margin for you and i will accept no more than that
0: then so you said this then right to his face right. and then what happened
1: well he finally agreed to that
0: okay wow so uh, and uh, now how did you feel at that moment
1: um i felt like well, this is good, we've, we've kind of got a, won, a, won a battle, but the war has just begun. Oh, yeah. Because I am only one person, mm-hmm. one account. And, it, you know, the reason that I did the video and declared a debtor's revolt wasn't just about me. You know, if this was just about me and my situation, I wouldn't even bother to have put out a video or declared a debtor's revolt. You know, I would have just simply stopped paying and called them up and said, I'm not paying you, and that's that. But this is about helping people, you know, the American people feel empowered that they don't have to just lay down and take this. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, this is out the rabbit hole. KUCI in Irvine. Robert Larson here. I'm speaking with Ann Minch, and uh, yes, she is uh, has declared a debtors' revolt, and many people have joined her, and we're hoping many more will. And uh, you can, uh, they can just go to YouTube and just type in Ann Minch, and you'll come up.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, I'll come up. My website, probably my YouTube videos. Um, my website is uh, www.debtorsrevoltnow.com.
0: Okay. And so uh, with Bank of America now, where where do you stand with them right now? Are you still at uh, the 12-point? Uh... I'm
1: still at 12.99%. I do check my bill every single month now, whereas yeah. I used to just be in a hurry. I'd go through my stack of bills, look at what the payments were, plug it into my online banking, hit send, and, you know, get on with my day. But now I really scrutinize every bill I get. And um, so I'm still at the same rate Mm -hmm. and still making my payments. Every single payment has gone in and gone in on time. So, um, you know, and I will keep making my payments.
0: And there have been no other uh, repercussions with uh, Bank of America? No. Okay, so now... After this happened, you had uh, a credit card with another entity, and uh (laughs) Yeah, I had a Chase account. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So uh, this, now there ended up having to be a second YouTube video, right?
1: Well, I just laughed hysterically when I got the Chase letter, because I thought to myself, how idiotic could you be, I mean, for a corporation to set themselves up like that? no, You know you would think that after the the PR nightmare with Bank of America that they had just had, that all of the other big credit card companies would have sent memorandum to all their employees, especially customer service and credit card accounts departments, that, you know, see if this person has an account with us, and if they do flag it, uh, you know, we want to kind of handle that one carefully because we don't want the same kind of PR problem that Bank of America has. I mean, w- wouldn't that be what you would do if you were the head of a company like that?
0: <laughs> you, would, you would think.
1: <laughs> it's, that's just a no-brainer. You know, in, in the corporate world, I mean, that's the first thing you do is you want to mitigate problems like that before they happen. So, apparently, Chase's management didn't think that was necessary, so <laughs> I got a statement from them uh, saying that they were jacking my rate up
0: okay, so, and so uh, could we ha- you can you give us the numbers on that from what to what?
1: Oh gosh, I'm trying to remember now well, it started out as a zero percent because it was like an introductory offer thing
0: oh yeah, and then
1: after the twelve months ended, I think it went to um twelve percent or something like that um. 11 or 12 percent and then they wanted to bump it up to I think it was 19 percent
0: yeah I think I had that same account with Chase (laughs) (laughs) it
1: was actually a WAMU account
0: yeah Um, Mm -hmm. of course Washington Mutual
1: was swallowed up by Chase um, when the collapse happened so it turned into a Chase account so I decided you know well I could have some fun with this in fact I think I'll just film my calling of the Chase customer service department and let all my YouTube viewers and um, debtors revolt debtors revolt supporters um, watch how this plays out because this could be real interesting
0: yeah and so uh, I've This, it is a very interesting video. It's quite enjoyable to watch. I I really like your attitude on there, and uh, I think it was, um, do you know who I am?
1: Yeah, and you know, a lot of my critics were, really jumped on that and took it as, oh, well, who does she think she is? she thinks she's all important and all that? (laughs) Don't you know who I am? But that's not the way I meant it. I meant it in that, you know, again, if you were the CEO of a corporation, wouldn't you kind of put a flag on that person's account and make sure that nothing embarrassing would take place, you know?
0: Well, that, that's exactly how I took it. It wasn't like, oh, I am Ann Minch. I, I right. am so great. It was like, no, Bank of America got got embarrassed by what I did. Do you want the same thing to happen to you? Exactly. And, 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 right, and, well, and it's, I was talking to somebody on my show last week about this, and it's kind of like, uh, well, it's almost like we have to shame them into doing the right thing, but it's, in a certain sense, it's not really, they seem to be beyond shame, it's more just like they just don't want bad PR, it's just like they feel like they're going to uh, bleed customers if there's, you know, it's not not like they really care. Right, is, is right. Is that, you know, correct? No,
1: they don't really care. But you would think that they would l- at least make an effort to make it appear as though they care.
0: Exactly, you know? that's it. But
1: they're not even doing that anymore. It's like they have just actually just divorced themselves from all um, reality and any kind of uh, P- you know, public relations. Maybe they fired everybody in their PR department. I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's almost like this bureaucracy bureaucracy, and compartmentalization, and one person doesn't know what the other is doing. And, you know, when it's you a get on. A
1: corptocracy is what it is.
0: A what? A corptocracy. Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, you get on these phone trees and you. Uh try to talk to somebody and nobody knows what anybody else is doing. And so now what what was the result of that? Did, did you then get a meeting with uh, one of the higher-ups at uh, Chase?
1: No, no. They were actually pretty accommodating in that they agreed to just opt me out and reset my rate back to, you know, the 11% or whatever it was. So I was fine with that.
0: Okay, so now, as I said, I, I had, I think I had the same setup because I started with WaMu, the zero percent introductory rate, and then it jumps to twelve after a year. and That's great. Yeah. You you agree to that? And um, I just got a letter from them <laughs> saying, in uh, I think on my next payment, it's going. They they actually let me know that it's going to jump to nineteen percent. And uh, so I think I'm just going to pay it off, or I could make my own video. Right. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, so it's like this thing that they just kind of... When you question somebody, one of the customer service people that that I've done on the phone, and they just say, well, that's part of the business model that they've come up with, and... (laughs) And so yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, the business model that says since we're not making uh, some of the profits we were making before because we uh, uh, lost a lot of our um, our uh, business to the problems of the f- fantasy finance, and uh, so now we're going to just try to make up those profits on, on the backs of uh, credit card holders. And, and boy,
1: did they. Yeah. Look at how they're rolling in dough now.
0: Yeah, it, it's, isn't that interesting? We had the record
1: profits, record bonuses. Um, so how do you suppose that turnaround came about?
0: Uh, could that possibly be through the, um, A, uh, bailout by the taxpayers, and B, these uh, rate hikes? Yeah, all of the above. Yeah. You know. and, and so it, it's and that's what's really, really infuriating, because we uh, stepped up or, you know, our government stepped up. We didn't have much say about it other than no, we didn't. <laughs> and, and other than not reelecting anybody responsible uh, next time around. But uh, they said, OK, we're we've been convinced the economy is going to totally melt down if we don't do this bailout. So they do the bailout get them back on their feet. And so you think they would show their gratitude to all of us (laughs) and uh, put some money into uh, loaning out to small businesses so we could get some job growth going and uh, lowering rates on credit cards so people would have a little more spending money to kind of get the economy going, but uh, none of that has happened.
1: No, no. And and I don't think that was ever their intention. I think that was a line of BS from the get-go. I think the whole thing... Was a heist. It was a complete rape of the American taxpayer, and I believe it was it was calculated.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it, you're not certainly not the only one saying that, and uh, several commentators uh, have uh, made that uh, comment. And it uh, a lot of the evidence does seem to point in that direction. So the. Uh, uh, now, now, now that you've done this, and you, as I said at the beginning of the show, become uh, synonymous with uh, the term "debtors' revolt," which you used on your first uh, that term on your first video. Uh, people are are looking to you, and people are are wanting to interview you, as as we're doing here, and people are just other people who are debtors and wanting to uh, some help. they everybody's contacting you. Getting a lot of email, right?
1: Oh, Robert, I have gotten thousands and thousands and thousands of letters from people, not just in America, but all over the world. I've, I've been getting a lot of mail from other countries. Um, you know, the response has just been phenomenal and overwhelmingly in support of the debtors' revolt movement. Um, the, the ratio of critics to supporters I've had has been just, you know, like 99% to 1%, it seems like, um, and the handful of uh, critics I've had Um, most of them were bankers, and there was a handful of them, actually, that were really harassing me and some of my viewers on YouTube.
0: Oh, really? Um,
1: They actually launched a sort of an orchestrated attack on, um, you know, in the comments section where you can do, when you view a video on YouTube, on the video page there's a comment section where people can leave comments and then the part of the comments thing is you can vote thumbs up or thumbs down for different comments. Well, the bankers orchestrated a team of thumbs down, thumbs downers, so they would go through the comments, and anyone who made a comment in support of the debtor's revolt idea got a thumbs down. So they were hammering this with a barrage, so I finally just killed it because you can set up the options when you upload your video to, uh, you know, allow comments or comments with approval, etc. So I had to put the combosh on that. Then there was a couple of them that were emailing me really, really obscene nasty messages. I mean, they pulled out all the stops, basically did everything short of threatening my family. So there was a, um, a few of them that I had to put blocks on. Uh, block user on YouTube if somebody is, uh, you know, harassing you. So it was getting pretty nasty there, but I wouldn't back down. I just basically told them, you know, you're trying to demoralize me. You're trying to intimidate me. It's not going to work.
0: And you were able to determine that these uh, people harassing you were actually uh, connected to the banks?
1: Well, a couple of them actually admitted it, yeah.
0: Okay. Wow. That is. uh, That sounds like it's. uh... Of course,
1: they wouldn't tell me which bank. (laughs) You know, they were affiliated with. They would only admit that they were bankers.
0: Yeah. I mean, that sounds like that could be criminal behavior. I mean, on top of their breaking. I don't think they broke
1: any laws, but but it was definitely you know bordering on whoa
0: you know yeah just intimidation basically intimidation and now you said okay i i know i I first saw you on the huffington post and you've been on fox and friends and uh they are at you know kind of pretty different ends of the uh political uh spectrum there uh so it it sounds like people you're getting conservatives and liberals and people of every stripe that are actually with you on this
1: Absolutely. I've gotten support from both ends of the political spectrum, um, you know, and and that really kind of fits me, because I sort of consider myself a political misfit in a way, Mm -hmm. um, because I have liberal ideas about some things and very conservative views on others, so... um, it just kind
0: of fits. <laughs> so yeah, I guess my point would be that uh, this debtors' revolt in uh, this whole thing of, of people just feeling uh, victimized by the big uh, financial institutions—it's not so much a, a left versus right issue of just uh, working people ver- versus a, uh, a banking elite. It's
1: it's way 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 beyond left versus right, or liberal versus conservative, because the government has been complicit in enabling, you know, at best, enabling these financial terrorists to rape us, basically. Mm -hmm. The government has been complicit in that for decades, you know. So you go back through all of the administrations we've had, both Republican and Democrat administrations, enabling this. And, you know, with all this hope and change that we were supposed to get with Obama, Mm -hmm. he's basically continued the same Bush policies. And I knew that was going to happen before the election when I saw the economic team that he picked out, because I had kind of been following this whole economic collapse and knew about some of the criminals involved. And here he was picking this economic team of the same Goldman Sachs boys, Wall Street shysters that we've had in there before, and I thought, oh, God, we're screwed,
0: Um, you know.
1: (laughs) So, and I think that the American people are so angry about that, and I think that people are just fed up with both the Republicans and the Democrats, because they're all part of it.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that, and that we just are... We're, we're getting uh, sold out by whoever seems to be in power, and we, we need people not uh, <laughs> taking so much of their money from the uh, banking and corporate elite. So, now, is there anybody within government, uh, Congress or at state level or wherever, uh, who has uh, contacted you or talked to you about any of this?
1: Actually, no. No. Not a Nobody single one. From- the government has contacted me or talked to me.
0: And have you? I think
1: they're scared of me. I don't know if they think I'm going to bite them or <laughs> I don't know.
0: Well, you know, it just—I I, occasionally I see some people I- in Congress that uh, speak uh, truth to power, and uh, you know, you get uh, sometimes it's Ron Paul, sometimes Dennis Kucinich, yeah. and there's there's a few people there that sometimes, a few. yeah, there's but a few. very few. And, and but
1: the, and what makes us so mad, um, you know, as Americans and and just people on the internet in general, because you, I know, you know, you see all the chatter on the internet is that people like Ron Paul and some of the others that that are honest and sensible and and sort of sticking up for values are marginalized by the media and by their cohorts.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I know. They just are considered not... Not real politicians or not oh they 're fringy, and uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah well it 's just a sort of self fulfilling prophecy if you keep labeling in that way uh, that 's eventually how everybody 's going to see them even mm-hmm. and it's uh you know you, you saw how much excitement uh Ron Paul created in the last uh, uh, republican uh nomination. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, contest, and yet he was always just considered not a serious candidate, he, even right, though he raised so much right. money and the rest, you know, he's just not part of the establishment. But, and you know,
1: his popularity is growing, you know, and and uh, I think that people like Ron Paul, the Democrats and the Republicans, are, are have about both painted themselves into a corner now, and I think that the time is ripe for independence or a third party coming in. Because Americans have just had it with the status quo.
0: I know it's it's. I hear it more and more from people of all, uh, you know, many people that who uh, supported Obama and thought there was going to be real hope and change and are very disappointed now. Many people who were uh, part of the anti-war movement and see that they're, we're, we're still at war. I mean, he's people, just
1: expanding the war.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and many people that. Uh, on the, the conservative end or feeling like, you know, the Republican establishment isn't really offering them anything and, uh, you know, want want, want a, a third option. And uh, hopefully something like that can come together. We can make that come together. So did you think this would take off like this, Anne, uh, this whole, uh, when you started uh, making these videos?
1: Well, you know, I really wasn't sure. I had hoped it would, but I thought, well, if things go really well, it might start off kind of slow, and then over a time it would be sort of a gradual groundswell um, and that's really kind of thought I thought how it would go down. I really didn't expect the overnight sensation that it became um, I mean it was like the very next day because I uploaded the video on the evening of September eighth the very next day was going to be. My first day back at work after having been laid off for two months, so I got up the next morning, um, you know rushed around, got ready, went to work, um, was pretty busy all day, so I didn't have time to check my email or anything like that. Um, by the time I got home the evening of the ninth, I was getting phone calls from my YouTube friends. Um, all excited and congratulating me, hey, you're a star, you know, and I'm like, well, what, what are you talking about, you know, because I had kind of been so busy that day I didn't really think much about the video, and, I'm, and I, I was just sort of caught off guard, said, what are you talking about? And they said, your video, it's gone viral, it's all over the net. I said, you're kidding. And they said, no, go log on right now. So I logged on and and uh, seen that Carl Denninger had put it on his blog, and it was um, all over the financial blogosphere and um online news sources so it was pretty exciting um it was it was definitely a whirlwind um there was a period of about four weeks following that where i was just literally barraged with the uh, phone calls and and media requests for interviews and um so i was kind of scurrying around <laughs> pretty busily for a while there And, and, uh, you know, once we got toward the holidays, things slowed down a little bit. But it's starting to perk back up a bit now, which is going to be really good timing because I'm actually going to be releasing um, sort of expounding on the debtor's revolt idea and calling it a tax revolt, although only a small part of it is going to have to do with actual taxes and IRS. This is another way, a roundabout way that... um, I think I've figured out how we can start choking off the funding to the politicians that's coming from the, the banking and finance industry.
0: Okay, well, <laughs> we'll look forward to uh, seeing that, and uh, and I do, you know, thank you for I, I I know you said you're so busy here that for taking the time to uh, speak with us today, and uh, so and I'm talking to Ann Mensch. This is out the rabbit hole, KUCI in Irvine. I'm Robert Larson, and Ann is the uh, the um, I don't know is is it okay to call you the. Uh, I the, guess I'm the debtors revolt lady okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are the founder of the debtors revolt is is that is that fair we uh
1: i i sure that's fine <laughs>
0: okay okay and uh so now what would you say to other people out there uh somebody who is getting one of those letters or opening their credit card bill and seeing their their interest rate double uh yeah i mean i i know you can't you're not like you can give everybody advice, but, I mean, generally speaking, would you suggest they try to make their own video or they try to contact their uh, uh, financial institution? Or, or? I would
1: tell, I tell them to do exactly what I did. You know, I tell them to um, call the bank, you know, try to negotiate, see, you know, what they'll tell you. And then if they don't give you a fair deal, you just refuse to, to make any more payments until they do. And a lot of people who have um, um, written me have told me that they took that advice and that by telling their bank that I've joined Ann Minch's Debtor's Revolt, because I told them it's okay to use my name, you know, you say whatever you need to say, and I've joined Ann Minch's Debtor's Revolt, and if you don't lower my rate, you will not get a penny out of me. And a lot of people have written me telling me that's worked.
0: Okay. Well, well, so and I I yeah, I'm excited to hear that. So, you know, maybe you're a step ahead of me on this, but you know, let me ask you this. Uh, what would happen if you know, millions of us got together and signed a pledge, you know, maybe this is something you know, we could, you know, there's a website or something. We sign a pledge saying we are not going to, you know, pay the credit card bills until the rates are brought down to reasonable levels. That if, you know, a million people signed up and the, you know, whoever it is, Bank of America, sees it, a million people are possibly not going to pay their bill this month, that's a lot of money. Uh, do, you, do you see how what I'm well, getting at?
1: you're a pretty smart guy, Robert, because I'll tell you what, that's, you, what you're talking about is exactly the right track and and part of what we're going to be doing with the tax revolt. So... You know, you're exactly thinking along the right track, and that's exactly where we're going to go with it.
0: Because I'm thinking that, you know, you and Minch or me or anybody else, one or two people say, oh, I'm not going to pay. They, there's a PR issue, and it's, they're concerned about that. But all of a sudden, if it's a million people saying, we're not going to pay our February bill unless you put us all back down to whatever it is, the 12.9 percent, and... I I can see them shaking in their boots on that. I mean, that's going to really hurt their bottom line very immediately.
1: Yeah, yeah. And in fact, we're probably going to go even further than that. (laughs) We're going to probably go with a complete boycott of all of the major big banks.
0: Okay, well, I'm really, really excited about this. And, and are we going to maybe uh, actual uh, pickets out in front of branches or in front of uh, corporate headquarters?
1: That's one thing I would like to do and get organized at some point. That would be great. And, um, you know, so we've got a lot of exciting things in store. I'm going to have a new website soon. The the website that I have right now, the com, is basically just a temporary one So um, I'm putting the finishing touches on the new website now that's going to include the tax revolt and also a a membership database, a Civic RM um, member base, where people will be able to sign up and make a pledge. Um, But I'm not going to be asking people for money. This is going to be a do-it-yourself revolution. So nobody has to pay any fees or dues Nobody has to spend exhausting countless hours stuffing campaign envelopes or, or phone calling and writing politicians' offices because obviously that hasn't worked. The tea parties aren't working because you have to apply for a permit and then the city will confine you to some sort of out-of-the-way area of town where the general public can't really notice you. Mm-hmm. So there's all these things that people have already tried to do, have been marginalized, minimized, and ignored. And so I've put together a plan that's totally different, that's going to be easy for people to do. They can impart the actions into the, their everyday life activities that they're already doing. So this is going to be a, a, an easy, simple revolution that, that everybody can get on board with.
0: Well, that sounds great. And uh and dot com or debtorsrevolt dot com.
1: dot
0: Debtors com. dot com and you'll have a new website, they'll be directed to that from the old exactly. one. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Uh so debtorsrevoltnow dot com. And they can also find you, Ann Minch, on YouTube. That's A N N M I N C H. And uh do you think the, the new legislation regarding credit cards is going to make much of a difference?
1: Uh, I don't really think so. I think it's a show horse, basically. Um, I think the credit card industry is basically kind of doomed anyway, um, because I think a lot of people uh, are realizing that, that debt is really not a good way to manage your financial future, Mm -hmm. that this country needs to get back to production and savings instead of debt and consumption. The debt and consumption is what has brought us to the brink of ruin. So we need to just totally get into a different mindset about sustainable living, you know,
0: and um,
1: self-sufficient lifestyles.
0: I I agree with that. Uh, Are you familiar with the old usury laws we had in this country?
1: Oh, yes, yes. And um, when the Clinton administration dismantled the Glass-De Gaulle Act back in the early 90s, which was basically the, the firewall that kept banks from ballooning into these behemoth, too-big-to-fail organizations that run themselves like gambling casinos. Um, and that, you know, has been a major contributor to the mess that we're in right now.
0: Uh, yeah, that has. And I I believe the uh, Democrats and Republicans were uh, actually both responsible for that because I, I, I believe it was uh, the Republican-controlled Congress that voted for that, but Clinton definitely had the chance to veto it and did not. Right. And so right. They, they both are equally responsible. And, uh, yeah, but that is uh, that is a huge problem. Yeah. And, and
1: the Federal Reserve. We, we really need to get rid of the Federal Reserve. It has been in unconstitutional scam since the day it was created in 1913. You know, it's not even, the Federal Reserve isn't even federal. It's a private group of banking interests that basically swindled um, the United States and conned us into forming this Federal Reserve that was supposedly uh, to maintain a stable currency and avoid boom and bust cycles and avoid... Um, bank runs and things like that. Well, obviously, the <laughs> Fed has not functioned that way. We've had a major depression, umpteen recessions. Our currency has devalued 96% since the day that the Fed came into operation. So we need to abolish the Federal Reserve. It's it's corrupt, it's unconstitutional, and they're destroying our currency.
0: What, what happened to, uh, recently, I think... Uh, Congressman Ron Paul introduced uh, a bill to uh, To audit the Fed. Yeah, audit the Fed, and
1: right, and everybody should be on board with supporting the audit the Fed bill because if the Federal Reserve had to divulge the activities that they've been doing for decades and decades, I think that the American people would be shocked and horrified, and that we everybody would be demanding an end to it right now.
0: Yeah, it, we need a little more transparency, and uh, I think you're absolutely right. People would be so shocked. I mean, we're already appalled at what's been going on, but we we don't even see the half of it.
1: No, we don't. We don't. And we need to get it out in the open. We need to purge these poisons from the system. We need to clean up Washington. We need to clean up Wall Street. We need to get the vomit off the books, off the balance sheets, and get back to sound money and sound banking practices.
0: Yeah, you know, I brought up the the usury laws, and and I don't know it inside and out or anything, but I I know that at at a a time way back, uh, usury, the concept those who don't know, is is just a, a term for excessive interest. It's, right. it's defined different ways. Some people th- even define usury as any interest at all, but generally the way it's been used in the United States when there were usury laws in the past, it was they were laws against excessive interest. And right. things like, uh, I believe at some point anything over like, like 10% was considered... Uh, outrageous and there were laws yep. against that and i think right. this was back in the uh the 1970s when a lot of this got repealed and right. then you saw the credit card industry uh boom and all yes. of this kind of crazy stuff and now mm-hmm. these things like 19 percent 20 percent 25 and then if you miss a couple of payments it's it's just astronomical and,
1: they got you. and you know what really makes me angry about these credit cards is that for years with the credit card industry booming and the government and the corporations basically brainwashing Americans that they needed to borrow all this wonderful cheap money they were sending people credit cards unsolicited in the mail here here's a credit card they were practically begging us to borrow money interest free oh 0% you know and they they were practically just you know as if a woman was just literally throwing herself, you know, (laughs) naked at a man. I mean, this is what the banks were doing with these credit cards. And then after, you know, they pull all this stuff with the interest rates and the fee hikes and, and everything and then turn around and call us deadbeats when we don't want to put
0: up with that. Right. Well, and you know. it was they were also uh sort of uh, throwing home loans at people back there oh, and, yeah. a couple of years ago before it all melted down and people were, "Oh sure, you can buy a house. Well, you know, I only make uh $18,000 a year." Uh, "Oh, no problem." <laughs> and and so uh, people were thinking, "Well, I can't really afford a house, but well, I don't know. It's the American dream. Maybe you know they would then tell them. Well, in a few years from now, you'll be making more money when your interest rates go up, and you'll be fine. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, these people yeah. were so ser- yeah, and people were irresponsible, and some people should have known right. I can't afford a house. But you know, it's very tempting. Right? Like you, you, <laughs> that was a good yeah. metaphor—a woman throwing herself at you <laughs> naked. <laughs> you I mean, know. it's just you know everybody wants to own a house, and, and when you're told by well, these people must know—they're banking experts—they say I can pull it off. So sure. And uh, so and we saw what happened there.
1: Right. And, you know, we have to accept our part in this. The American, you know, we the people have to accept our responsibility in this. You know, we fell for it hook, line, and sinker. We we succumbed to this idea that to feel happy and successful that we had to have all these material things and that we had to have um, brand-new SUVs and granite countertops and Caribbean cruises and... And, you know, dinners, you know, eating out four nights a week and, and, um, you know, and all these things. Uh, And we need to get back to a simpler lifestyle, a more self-sustaining lifestyle, um, not going into debt, living within our means, and not buying into media hype and corporate, you know, brainwashing.
0: All right. This is Robert Larson back live in real time here on KUCI. That was uh, an interview I recorded last week with Ann Minch, Ann Minch of Debtors Revolt. So uh, please look her up at uh, debtorsrevoltnow.com. You can find her stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'll remind you once more the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the KUCI staff or management or the UC Board of Regents. Um, I'll be back with you uh, next week. Robert Larson, and you can email me if you want to give me some feedback, rglarson at KUCI.org. And uh, stay tuned right now for The Power of Now. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, also on the web at KUCI.org.